Come on now. Come on now. <laughs> Let's go. Come on. Yeah. Turn me up. Turn me up, man. We in the building. Let's Turn go, up, man. Damn, this is how I'm feeling today. This is uh, how I'm feeling today. I'm pushing P today. Pointers in the paddock in my piece. I'm pushing P. Come on. You know what type of time I'm on? Let's beat. go. We don't want no peace. Got a spot of cross spot. Just Got a lot to talk about today. Got a lot to talk about. She's not a lesbian for peace, she turned pisbian. Push a P. I'm push a P. Let's go, baby. Y'all know what time we on today, man. You know exactly what I'm bringing. President, Come, president. On. Push 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 Come on. Push a P. on her knees, mopping down a P. You know what she time I'm on today, man. Come on. You know exactly what type of time I'm on today, man. I'm hyped up. I'm feeling good. I'm feeling great. But this is every week. I'm feeling good every week. I'm feeling right every week. Yeah. Let's. Yeah. Ah. Let's go, baby. Come on. Yeah. Turn me up. Turn me up. Let's yeah. go. I've been, I've been, I've been, I've been got a bad lot. bitch Hold on. Let me, in let me my penthouse right now. Right now. She got on a pushy gown, ready to get piped down. I stash 900,000 in case I get a dark cloud. Know where we going down. Money stretch a oh. thousand miles. The bitches oh. on the south. I got some carrots on my finger. This shit cost a house. My shorty say you too much for me. I'm like, baby, how? Way she turned up and rich. I ain't got no kids or spouse. And crazy. Bust up a little bitch like push the kick out. Man, man. Man, 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 man. Come on, let's get these in. Let's go. Tune in and lock in. We do not care. Let me get this out of the way. First, I am not supposed to be here today. We are here, baby. We are here. We are here live and direct. Live and direct. Your boy Big Q is here, man. The three-day weekend podcast is here. Okay, we are here for episode 28, season 2, episode 7. We are in the building. We are ready to go. Okay, we had a big week this week. I've been posting a lot of content, getting shit rolling, getting shit going. So we up, baby. Regardless, we up and we stuck. And we all feeling good. We are feeling amazing. Like I said, I'm back here in my motherfucking beach shit. We chilling, but we good. We comfortable. All right, we comfortable. Y'all know what time it is. It is Black History Month. Go ahead, give up. Yes, yes, yes. Okay, okay, okay. Y'all know the vibes. Black History Month. So what I'm going to be doing all month is be giving a black spotlight to any uh, African-American person in history. I'm going to uh, highlight something that was good for the culture, for the black folks. So if you got a problem with that, you can get to stepping, a.k.a. don't get to stepping. Just educate yourself, okay? Learn something new every week because that's what I'm going to be doing. It's Black History Month or, as Kanye says, Black Future Month. But either way, let's go. Let's get, let's get this, let's get this uh, started, man. Let's get this started. We do not care. Okay, so for my first, my first Black History Spotlight of the month, I'm going to shout it out to Beulah Mae Donald. If you don't know who that is, I'm going to explain to you who it is right now. Excuse me. I'm real hyped up. I got to calm down. Beulah Mae Donald, she was an African-American woman from uh, Mobile, Alabama. Her son, Michael Donald, he went on a, a trip to go to the store, an innocent good kid, 19 years old. You already know where I'm going. The story sounds all too familiar and this is, you know, this is in, in the 70s, so we hate to, you know, even kind of relate it to what's going on now. But he goes to the store, young Michael Donald, and he is essentially hunted down by two white men, found out later to be Klansmen, looking to impress their leader, their, their whatever, their grand dragon, whatever, I don't give a shit. And they're looking to impress him, so they ask this poor kid for directions. 
nice kid, courteous kid, gives them directions, and they say, you know what, look at this gun here, get your ass in this car, we're going on a ride, kid gets in the car, just prays that they don't kill him, don't hurt him, what, what do they do, they bring him down to somewhere, a deserted place, start beating him up, he fights, tries to run, and he must have run out of energy at some point, and he decided, you know, he, he was fighting for his life, he, he figured that out, and unfortunately, the two men overpowered him. They were much older than him. They ended up killing him and then beat him down, beat him up, killed him, and then decided to hang him on a tree for display, as display for the entire neighborhood. Okay, that, that's just, that shows you right there how disgusting and evil these guys were. But, and unfortunately, he, he was, you know, he was dead. He, he did pass away and people fought for him and protested and all that stuff as we always do. But his mother, Beulah Mae Donald, she was an older woman. She had two other children that were much older. Michael was the youngest. And she said she was not going to go down without a fight. She was going to make sure to somehow avenge her son's death. She fought these two guys. And, 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 you know, she watched as these two guys went to trial. One of the men, he ended up going on getting a death sentence. And then the other man, he was sentenced to a bunch of years, but he did the snitching. So they gave him, you know, witness protection program and all that shit. So he's out somewhere in the country living, but I'm sure he feels awful. But okay, so most people would consider that a win for justice. You know, that's great. We love that, right? Rarely ever happens now, even even rarer back then. But it, it did happen for Miss Beulah Mae Donald and the Donalds. But she took it a step further. She said, no, this isn't enough. Because it, truthfully, it wasn't. There wasn't ever going to be anything enough because her son was murdered brutally for no reason. She decided to take this to civil court as well. She felt like the Ku Klux Klan owed her something more than just these two men losing their lives, essentially. And she was correct in that. She goes to civil trial, fights the civil trial for about six or seven years, finally does win that case goes on the Ku Klux Klan in the Mobile, Alabama area. They didn't have much, but they did have a, a facility where they ran all their meetings and shit. And she was able to take that. She owned that, was able to sell it and get herself something. You know what I mean? She was able to kind of build up a little something there. Unfortunately, Miss Beulah May did pass away shortly after that. And a lot of people speculate and say, you know, it was such a burden those years of, you know, losing her son, fighting her son's trials, fighting the KKK, living and just carrying so much weight on her back. Because, of course, this becomes a lot bigger than that one issue. This turns into a nationwide thing where she has to represent the fight. And she did pass away. Uh, I think it was about, she passed away at about 65, I believe. But look her up, man. Beulah Mae Donald. We definitely want to give her a round of applause because that is strength personified. She, went, she was just her. She went and fought that, so we love to see shit like that. And I feel like it's a story that's not talked about often. I didn't know about the story until I watched a documentary on HBO Max that was called The People Versus The Klan. And uh, I had never heard of this before. So it was cool seeing that, you know, learning something new because I feel like a lot of times during uh, Black History Month, you run into a lot of the same historical facts that they throw at you, these companies and everything, and you don't end up really learning anything new. This was something that I was able to learn, so I'm definitely happy for that. That's the Black Spotlight for this week, okay, for this week, Monday, 2-7. We're going to go ahead and uh, fast forward, though. We do not care. I be sounding so, 
like newscasterish sometimes at the end of these segments. And I'm sorry, it's because I do do a radio show and I get them all mixed up sometimes. I get into one bag and then now I'm continuing the bag to the pod. But fuck that shit. We can swear here. We can say what the fuck we want to say. Sorry if that makes you a little uncomfortable. That's what we're here to do. Okay, welcome to America, baby. This is what the fuck we gonna do. But I'm sorry about that. About the whole fast forward. We're gonna fast forward here. Anyway, there are some news things I do want to talk about, though. First of all, shout out to Eric Adams. He making Vegan Fridays in New York City. I think we're going to see a lot of states and cities follow after this. I know kids is going to be pissed about it. But, yo, let me tell you, I wish, I wish I had Vegan Fridays back when I was in school. I think it would have prevented a lot of this extra meat, a lot of these extra titties, the extra chin. If one day I had to eat some vegetables, man, because we was eating rib sandwiches, pizza. We was eating all the chicken sandwiches. God damn it. A lot of the chicken sandwiches we was eating. A lot of bullshit. Sodas, juices, never any water. Bubbler water, that was it. But you had to go to the bubbler to get it. So there was a lot of bullshit involved there, man. So it would it would have been very beneficial to have at least one day put us on to some vegan options. Let us know what's going on. So shout out to Eric Adams for that, man. I know he's a little extreme on some things, so I know people are having some issues with him out there. But I'm not political enough to go into the how mayors are doing, how people are doing in each person's city. I'm sorry, I'm not there yet. I'm not ready for all that. I'm trying to figure out what's going on in my city. I just found out who the mayor was here. I think it's Michelle Wu. Shout out to Wu. Wu, you know the gang. Anyway, <laughs> anyway, anyway. Besides that, I did want to say this. My man Lamar Odom, man, he's back in these streets right now. We do not care. He is shitting himself on live TV. And mind you, this comes shortly after he just said that he still wants Chloe back. He loves her so much. Oh, he would treat her right. No more drugs. Oh, the man shit himself on national TV. So he's on Celebrity Big Brother. Uh, this is one of those uh, daytime channels that has reality TV. So it's kind of cheesy. But... That's where he is, and apparently he got a lot. He he had a case of the bubble guts, case of the motherfucking bubble guts, and he ended up shitting in his bed. And he told us about it. He went into the shower, was scrubbing his ass real hard. The lady next to him said, "Man, you in there scrubbing vigorously?" And he said, "Man, I just shit myself. I had to clean the shit up. Okay, I, I got I got I'm lactose intolerant. I was eating candy and beef jerky." Candy and beef jerky. Okay, I, I guess that's a recipe for disaster. I didn't know. It's never happened to me. But I guess that happens when you get a little older. I don't know. That's what I'm going to say. That's what happens when you get a little older. So I guess it's going to happen to all of us one day. I don't know. Hopefully not. I don't think I'll ever see myself shitting in a bed at least not at his age because he ain't even that old. Okay, we're not talking somebody who's, you know, 89, you know, real, real older. But no, no, this man is probably, I don't think, I mean, he might not even be in his 50s yet. My man Lamar Odo might not even be 50 yet. And he's shit in the bed. But as we know, he's had his issues in the past. So shout out to Lamar Odo, man. I'm glad he was able to clean up his ass. We do not care. But uh, just another thing I want to get to, man. I'm only, I only get to the important stuff. Usually I like to give y'all one topic, maybe two Three on a good day. But, man, we have to talk about my man Joe Rogan, okay? 
He uh, is solely with Spotify with his podcast. He's their big $100 million man. He's their guy. We recently saw people like Neil Young remove their music because Spotify is complicit in sharing misinformation uh, about the vaccine and shit like that because Joe Rogan gets into everything and he gives his opinion on everything. and He got some wild opinions. So other artists followed because Neil Young, he's a big artist. So other artists followed, and they're starting to take their uh, shit off of Spotify. Which, okay, at first, the one guy, Spotify, can handle that. They can weather that storm. But now we have a second guy. I don't know if they can weather the storm as well as they weathered the first. So they're in a bit of hot water now. But, okay, what really brings this to the next level is Miss India Irie. She comes on. She's a singer, amazing singer. What she comes out and says, she's removing her music because of the excessive use of the N-word by Mr. Rogan. Okay, this is bad, y'all. You know, you people always get claimed to saying the N-word, and some people are skeptical. They don't want to believe in it until they see it. They're worried about videos that might be edited for the person to say it and all that. But no, 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 no. This man, Joe Rogan, he got a a, a, a two-minute collage of videos of him just nigger, 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 nigger. Over and over and over, bro, in just different settings. It was all podcast related. This is how comfortable he was saying it. it was literally on his podcast. Why this is coming out now, I don't know. I don't know how this went under the radar for so long. Maybe because people just, you know, maybe our culture was just not listening to the Joe Rogan podcast. So it kind of slips. You know what I mean? It slips. We don't really say anything about it, which I'm still shocked about, but it's out now. I'm not going to play it here because, man, that shit is vulgar. Okay, that shit is real vulgar. You're going to go ahead and want to look that up yourself. Uh, you know, find it on Twitter or something like that, man. But Joe Rogan was going crazy with the N-word. So he finally came out and apologized because he don't apologize about nothing, which other stuff, whatever. That's on, you know, it's opinionated stuff. But this is one thing where he had to put out, he had to put out something because Spotify was on his ass. They said, no, 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 no. Bro, we need to figure that out. So Joe Rogan, I mean, I never really fucked with him. I didn't know much of, I never listened to his podcast. Um, you know, I remember the Fear Factor days. It was a surprise to me when I started seeing him on, like, the UFC, UFC shit. And then, like, he's so ill with the podcast. I'm like, yo, the Fear Factor dude. But apparently, he's very popular. He's that dude, man. He's that dude, I guess, in the podcast world. I know that now. But I'm saying, like, when he first got all his fame and I didn't realize he was so important. But apparently, he is. He he, he really is. But anyway, man, let's let's get on to the next topic here. We do not care. Before... Before, before I get into like the next segment thing, I did want to bring up the whole, uh, I don't know if you saw it, but the whole Kanye and Kim situation, they are wilding online right now. They are going back and forth, giving us a lot of information that the public does not need to see or be involved in. But this happens, you know, when you're two big celebrities, this, this shit tends to happen and we see shit play out all the time. But there's a quick rundown on that because I did want to get into a deeper thing about it. Um, Kanye pretty much came out and, you know, he said, man, I don't want my daughter on TikTok. This is ridiculous. I have no say in this. Kim comes out with some statement, pretty much. It's a publicist statement. You know how the Kardashians move. They are nice. They are good at this stuff. Crispy over there, ready to go. Statements lined up. They probably got templates, right, for this kind of shit. And it, it pretty much just said Kanye... You know, he has constantly harassed and attacked me online and the negativity, you know, it's not good for the family, all that, blah, blah, blah. Noted, Kanye has never said 
anything negative about Kim, honestly, in the public light, uh, especially during this whole divorce thing. He actually really hasn't said anything. He may have been acting kind of petty. He might have said he wanted to beat Pete Davidson's ass, but he's never really said anything damaging to them. But this is how you create a narrative. This is how you... Uh, push a narrative this is how you keep it going you know what I mean they want Kanye to look like the crazy old dad crazy old black man that Kanye has been vilified for his entire career pretty much so it's gonna work to a lot of people maybe even to the masses because they a lot of people worship the Kardashians which is weird to me but it, it is just how it is you know they're masters at playing this game with the people so it, it's gonna work you know what I mean we're seeing it work already but I think Kanye, he does have some points in this whole thing. You know, he is a father. He obviously does, you know, have some things that were diagnosed about him, but he clearly loves his kids, clearly wants to be in his kids' lives and all that shit. I just hope that they take this shit off social media because it doesn't work in his favor. But I, I totally get it, though, because Kanye, obviously someone who really has never been in control of his own narrative because he just says what the fuck he wants to say. And we know what the media does when you have someone like that. So he, he's trying to really be in control of it this time. He's trying to get ahead of it. And it's working for a lot of people. And it's also working not working for others. But at the end of the day, it shouldn't matter. It, it shouldn't matter who it works for because the public, it, it doesn't matter. All that matters is the family and how they deal with it. But that goes into a whole interesting topic about TikTok. And me, I love TikTok, man. I be on TikTok a lot. Okay, I've been trying to push a lot of content on there, so follow me on TikTok, Big Q Made, blah, blah, blah. So I've been, I've been pushing shit on there, but listen to Andrew Schultz here. He, he, he has an interesting take on, on the whole thing, and I didn't realize this until, honestly, I watched this video today. The TikTok thing was a big deal because it was a social media platform we didn't create. So it's like, oh shit, we don't want some other country's tech influencing us. In China, the way that the algorithm works, it doesn't reward people doing stupid dances and like playing with their dog. The algorithm is rewarding things that they want to see their youth do. Doing cool engineer oh, shit. So people funny. doing oh, cool stuff. But if you're China and you wanted to disrupt another country, wouldn't you reward the dumbest possible shit yeah. on that app? Twerking. Twerking. People doing stupid dances. You want the next level of youth to go, I can be famous doing something that's truly worthless to society, yeah. not beneficial to society like being an engineer being yeah. a doctor so this is how you get to manipulate your society into doing something good and how you fuck over your competition nice. into doing worth it's it's genius uh, is that why trump wanted uh, to get rid of tiktok yeah probably yeah. You do Yo, i mean i mean listen to that take from that what you will but man it, it's very interesting to think about it that way i never thought about it that way whole competition thing but of course it is man the two countries be battling all the time beefing on the low the subliminal beefs subliminal disses okay who who can uh, advance more this way we're not gonna play the physical war games but we'll, we'll play the mental games and it's working tiktok of course is a very big platform that people are doing a million different things getting popular for but man let me tell you a lot of the shit that I see that people are famous for is a lot of the bullshit dancing. It's a lot of dumb shit. Shit that don't even make no sense. The dumbest TikToks be blowing up in America. Two million views. And it'd be like the most similar shit. I'd be like, damn, how does that even get that many likes? And hey, it, 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 it you know, inspires people, motivates people to try to do even dumber shit. And we're not talking the old days of running into a McDonald's and standing on the table and yelling. We're talking shit that's probably not really harmful, but... Uh, just stupid in general very simple and it kind of changes changes ideas and it has people always wanting to chase it 
constantly wanting to chase it because they're like, oh, it's so simple. If they can get famous for doing that, you can get popping for that. Then I want to chase that. Why would I go work? Why would I go to college? Why would I work so hard to get one of these traditional jobs? Let me go. Let me go try to get quick, you know, quick, quick fame, you know, qu- try to get viral quick. I think there are some points made there. Okay. I, I, I really do. But anyway, off of that shit, man, we do not care. I've been on the ID channel a lot, way too much. If you know the ID channel, I forgot what it actually stands for. It's like identification, so identity, whatever. But it's a lot of true crime stories, nightmares, evil shit, but a lot of crime stuff. People go missing, a lot of beefs. This is one show I used to watch in there. It was like Fear Thy Neighbor, and the neighbors were getting these real nasty beefs, and somebody would end up dead or in jail or both. So... You know what type of shit's on the ID channel, right? But I've been on their YouTube page heavy, okay? And I found this one story. It's in the True Nightmares series they have going on there. It was about this doctor, man. It's 1930s. We're talking about a guy. His name is Dr. Von, Carl Von Kozel. Okay, real creepy looking dude, real creepy looking white dude, bald, got the small glasses, you know what I mean, the circle glasses, beard, all that shit, right? Not a big beard, just a scruff, like he been doing some creepy shit for 30 hours straight in the basement and finally just seeing the daylight. You know that beard, you know that beard I'm talking about, like he ain't done nothing to it, ain't seen his barber in a minute. He is, um, he's taking care of this family. This one girl, she had tuberculosis. Her name was Elena. She was real sick. She was down bad in the bed for months. Really, really, really sick. And he was an at-home kind of doctor. But doctors back then were able to kind of move around and freelance and do their own thing. So he was living with that family. He was checking on this girl every day, making sure she was, you know, coming along. Maybe even treat her, maybe keep her good. And the family trusted him and he trusted them. He loved them. He became part of the family damn near. But as time goes on, unfortunately, he um, couldn't save her. She did pass away of tuberculosis. It was just too much to handle. And uh, the family was devastated. He was devastated. I mean, he was a little too devastated. You know what I'm saying? Like, it was like, he was so devastated. It was like, wait, what the fuck is going on here, my G? What, are you in love with her? What? But let me get back. She passes away. He... You know, he pays for the funeral, pays for this beautiful mausoleum for the the casket and body. And it's just this amazing setup that he has. He paid for it all. Family is so thankful. They're so happy for him. The sister, though, she was especially close to Elena. She went to the gravesite every day for two years straight. As years went on, of course, this slows down. But she's constantly going there, checking on the gravesite, making sure everything is cool, making sure everything is good. One day she goes, this is about nine years later, she goes there, checks it out, and realizes that it's kind of ruined. Over time, this happens, you know, the gravesite. You have someone has to keep up with it. And he, the doctor, Mr. Mr. Van Von Kozel, he said he would hold it down, but things were a little suspicious. She shows up and, you know, the statue was falling down. It was kind of a mess. There was all these vines, all this shit growing over it. It was dirty. So she said, man. I got to go find Von Kozel. I got to go back and see, you know, what's up, what's going on here. He promised to hold this down. She goes, knocks on his door, banging on the door, trying to figure out what's going on. He doesn't answer. She's like, you know what, it's unlocked. I'm going to take my ass in here. She goes in there, 
to her damn surprise, her sister is laying on the fucking bed. And wait. No, no, no. She's not alive. She is deader than dead. Okay. She is laying on the bed, deader than dead. Okay, corpse. This is about nine years later. So almost a decade later, she is corpsed out. Done. Okay. That body is crusty. This body is fucked up. You know, glass eyeballs, twisted up nose, fake weave. It didn't even make no goddamn sense, man. It didn't make no fucking sense. She sees him sitting there talking to the damn body. She's horrified, obviously, runs out, screams, calls the police. Because this man, this man is, this man is twisted, right? He's twisted. Calls the police. Man is arrested. Charges are eventually dropped because um, there wasn't, there wasn't enough evidence of um, all the other bullshit, whatever. Some crime, some criminal shit. I'm not a fucking lawyer. I don't know. But, so the guy, whatever, he, he runs off. But, so... During this whole time, this nine-year span, where the sister was going back and forth to the gravesite, talking to her sister, you know, just having good memories and all that, she's not even in there. My man, Von Kozel, the day after the funeral, he went back to the mausoleum, took the body out, brought it back to his crib, and was just taking care of it as if it was uh, an alive body. So he had fell in love with her during this time while she was still alive, while she was sick in the bed. He um he wanted to marry her. He wanted her to have his children. And when she died, it was so detrimental to his plans that he said, no, this cannot end this way. As her body did decay in his house, he gave her glass eyeballs. He was able to contact the family for some hair that they had. I don't know why they had hair. I don't I don't want to get into it, but they gave it to him. Because like, oh, we love Dr. Von Kozel. Gave the hair to the to the corpse, put the hair on the corpse fed her and did shit and did a bunch of shit uh waxed up her skin to make sure her skin stayed uh nice and clean looking so he could like feel it and it would feel real i don't even want to know what he was doing to that body while it was laid up in there don't get me wrong you know i don't want to assume anything but trust me this man was probably putting the dickle in the pickle okay that's i mean the pickle in the tickle the pickle in the stinkle whatever you know you know what i'm trying to say Okay, that's not what I believe he was trying to do. It's a goddamn mess, okay? I don't know what they were doing up in the 1930s, right? But my man Von Kozel, get this, get this. So after he's uh, free, he's free out on charges. They take the body back. They put the body back in a secret location because, man, no way this guy can know where the damn body is. He died about three years later. Somebody might say have a broken heart, but no. My man Von Kozel, he found his replacement. He found, um, well, no, he didn't find it. He actually created this. He created a life-size version, a doll version of Elena for, to sit across from him as he just does his daily shit. And he died sitting in his living room on his chair, and he was not alone. She was directly across from him. Okay, she was across from the, the fucking plastic doll body. So, needless to say, my man was a freak of leak, man, a freak of deek, a fucking weirdo. So, this is what the ID channel has been doing to me, y'all. The ID channel has been kind of taking me on these journeys, man. I'm going to keep bringing y'all some stories every fucking week because, man, there's something new every damn day with these people. History is a wild place. It's a wild rabbit hole to go down, okay? 
we're gonna go a little longer today. We're gonna go a little longer today. I'm looking at my time. It's like oh, 29. Well, we're gonna go a little longer today because there's a couple of things I wanted to still talk about. We didn't get to music yet. We didn't get to the new music yet. You know, I gotta put y'all on or at least give my opinion of some shit that you already listened to. But I mean, I, you know, I'll be on Reddit, y'all. And there's this thread going around. It's kind of going viral a little bit, man. It's called Reddit Confessions. People are going in there and anonymously telling some of their deepest, darkest secrets that they have been not been able to tell people. And it's getting juicy in there. It's getting crazy in there. I spent like two hours on it today just scrolling down like, okay, maybe there are some liars in there. But some of these stories sound legit. And honestly, if they are fake, these people are good writers. And it's just entertaining. So I don't care. I'm going to bring some of this to y'all. Listen to this one. This one's kind of nasty, kind of gross, kind of disgusting. But let me bring it to y'all. Here's the title. I used to steal women's shoes, heels, nylons, and clothes, and clothes from donation donation bins in my apartment complex to sniff and jerk off to. Whoa, 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 buddy. He said he did this regularly starting from about a year ago and ended about seven months ago uh, when he moved out of that apartment. So, I mean, the timeline's a little weird. So he must have been on just a rampage for about like three to four months, just kind of wiling out a little bit. But he says he stopped the behavior. He's completely done with it. He didn't know why he was acting this way. But yeah, he would take these clothing items and jerk off and random public areas so sometimes in the building sometimes in parking lots sometimes outside anywhere where he could hide and he was never caught he was never caught he says and he just had to stop because he realized this was absolutely disgusting behavior okay he said he was in his mid-teens and he couldn't control those impulsive acts see me i've never had thoughts of doing that you know, you see this stuff in movies where the niggas grab the panties and jerk off with the panties. But, man, man, I'm glad you stopped doing that. But that's a confession. To me, that sounds real because who who makes up this kind of stuff? Okay, I won't say that because people can make up anything. But, man, that sounds pretty legit to me because this guy sounded like he really wanted to get off his chest. And he tried to let us know that this is not something he's doing anymore. He's not living that life anymore. So, I mean... Props for admitting it. It was harmless. It's just nasty, though. It's just nasty. It's something you'd probably go to jail for if you were caught. So, shout out to my man, okay? Shout out to my man for letting his confession out, but I had to let y'all know that right there anyway, right? I'm going to keep giving y'all more of that stuff as time goes on. You know, we're going to make sure to keep talking about those Reddit confessions because, quite honestly, it's disgusting, it's absolutely disgusting, but we do not care. And let's get to this. Why you bring that money to the club if you ain't throwing it? How you make it on the ground but in person you ain't showing shit? Why you go against the game? You can't be the nigga joining. Ain't tapping when you got to Cali, got your ass started. Brand new coupe, I flow. This is that new YG song with Moneybag Yol and J. Cole. If y'all don't know anything about J. Cole, he's about number one right now. He's killing every verse he's on. He's hot as fish grease right now. Every feature. It's been about like four or five years now from Cole, so. Why'd you live? Why'd you start a business with your bitch? 50 bitches 
And don't do YG dirty because YG got a classic album. So we can argue about that. You could fight me if you want, but YG got that shit too. Money bag. You know how I feel about money bag now. Come on. Girl, did he just say what I think he just said? Here we go. Scared money don't make no money. Colesburg, how to get scared Colesburg. money don't make no money. Scared money don't make no money. Pussy, we ballin' on you fucking dummies. I'm so lit, sports center, gotta post my clips. One layup and they treat me like I'm Luka Doncic. Two six, nigga, and we used to conflict. Tony brand new YG sneakers in the Louboutin kicks. Red bottoms, cause the blood bled out them all down. If I miss them 400, red dot them all down. I was thinking about walking up a stack of crates. But I was busy stacking cake. <laughs> Cold fucking world, say the whole name. Cold think he drizzy, Drake, he got his own plane. Flew it all around the world and now back. Yo, 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 yo. Same neighborhood, I'm that rich. These niggas pray to God to make it on the shade room. Meanwhile, I made it on a bitch. I'm hella paid room. Roblox, when cold drop, they push back, they roll out. That's why right. I can't Make room. Stay tuned, nigga. Talking like you need your bitch. See, y'all, yo, man, I'm telling y'all, man, Cole, 21, they got to be the best feature niggas of all time. Okay, I'm gassing it right now, but yo, they hot, though. They hot. But anyway, we had Lil Baby and Nikki drop. Nikki, man, we haven't seen Nikki in a minute, and it's this weird thing with Nikki right now where people love to hate Nikki. Uh, I mean, she's done some wild shit and was kind of wilding out for a minute, but man, she's good now. So let Nikki live, y'all. But, you know, if Lil Baby's on, it's got to be hot because Lil Baby's the hottest nigga out right now. Hold up, shorty. Hold up, bitch. Please don't touch me. Look at my feet. The song was cool. I mean, it ain't for me, really. This one a pack. This one a But it was cool. That one a op. That one a lick. This one for pop. This one for juice. I am the one. Bitch, you a deuce. Niggas give it up in my city. Really shed blood in my city. Get love in my city. Niggas will sun your whole set like it's around six clips. Whole team get flyer than round trips. Bitch, she's the spine on my flicks. He admiring my drip. Check what I do to check a clear two. Pull up like a drive through. So check your rear. I don't care how long it take to get it up. You gotta give Nikki a respect. Steak, bitch, you gotta give Nikki a respect. I don't care how long it take to get it up. My niggas outside. Steak, bitch, we out. No, earlier, I, I wasn't feeling this song when I listened to it this morning, but. Tell them my Nina, my bitch, she a rider. I got a shooter, Yo, I put some respect on Nikki's name. Some fucking respect. Put some fucking respect on Nikki's name, yo. I'm a bob today, nigga. I'm a bob. I'm a bob. Let me get this out of the way. Fuck, nigga. First. <laughs> I am not supposed to be here today. Nah, 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 nah. I'm not a bomb. But yo, I'm telling you, that shit right there, that's hard, bro. I fuck with that, man. Nikki did her thing. I mean, little baby, you can assume what he did on there. He probably did his thing. Of course he did his damn thing. I mean, I heard his verse, and I like this verse. But the, the Nikki shit caught me off guard. But I think it says sometimes I'm not used to hearing Nikki. It's been so long. But nah, Nikki's a, she's a legend, bro. She's a legend, man. Better than one of the best woman rappers of all time. Some people put her as that number one. Hey, not me, but a lot of people do, okay? So you got to give her that credit, man. She's whooped Legends asses on tracks before. So you always got to give her that credit. You got to give her that props. But that's it for me today, man, okay? We are out of here, okay? We are fucking out of here, okay? It's a three-day weekend podcast. 
Uh, make sure to like, subscribe, follow on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok. Big Q made it everywhere. The Three Day Weekend Podcast on Instagram. Um, I got links all over the place. This podcast is going to be available everywhere. This is going to be on Stitcher. This is going to be on the podcast app. This is on Google Podcasts, Spotify, Apple, of course. We are everywhere now, y'all. We are world motherfucking wide. We're going to be on Facebook as well. YouTube, I'm with you. I'm recording the video right now, baby. I'm with you, okay? But we are out of here, man. As always, I love y'all. I thank y'all. Y'all have a good rest of your day, night, weekend, week. I think I covered all of it there. Peace out, y'all. I'm out of here, all right? Tune in and lock in. We do not care. Let me get this out of the way. First, I am not supposed to be here today.